Blockchain, NFTs, AI. What does this mean for you and me? I'm Sherelle Dorsey, host of the TED Tech Podcast, where we bring you the latest innovations and biggest ideas in tech. Tech is evolving fast and it affects our lives, from the metaverse to the watches on our wrists. You'll learn why people in AI make good business partners, about our future self-driving robo-taxi, what the next generation of Siri, Alexa, Google looks like, and a lot more. Find TED Tech on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. How did your family and friends react when they found out that you were going to work at the Google data center? I think we cried. <laughs> I think the tears of joy came mostly from the fact that uh, I was going to be okay in life, that I would make enough to live, which living in this area where most of the industry has disappeared is a real fear. This is Where the Internet Lives, a show about the unseen world of data centers. I'm Stephanie Wong, and I'm your guide to the people and places that make up the internet. This season, we're exploring how data centers change the world around them in surprising and transformative ways. Rachel Searcy is a technician at Google's data center in Lenore, North Carolina. The $1.2 billion facility was built in 2007. And Rachel has been there for over a decade. I have done pretty much every job that there was here to do in those 11 years. This has been a place where I've had some of the happiest moments of my life, but also some of the saddest moments of my life. Rachel was born in Lenore, and she's witnessed some extreme ups and downs while living there. Lenore sits in the foothills of the Blue Ridge Mountains, It's a small town, just under 20,000 people. And from the late 1800s to the 1990s, it looked a lot different than it does today. For over a century, it was a furniture manufacturing hub. The Lenore Furniture Company was founded in 1889, and many other companies followed. By the early 20th century, furniture from Lenore was being exported all over the world, and it was the economic foundation of the region. A foundation for families like Rachel's. Both of my parents worked in the furniture business. So my dad was an industrial engineer. My mom just got into the business because that's what they had here. And she had moved here a long time ago and it just worked out for him. Rachel's parents met while working at the same furniture company. Her mom actually went into labor during one of her shifts. She was standing in front of her boss at the time and her water broke and She just casually informed him, I think my water just broke. And his eyes got really big and he put his hands down like he was ready to catch whatever came out. So you have a very, very personal connection to the industry. Extremely, I was almost born there. (laughs) When Rachel was young, the furniture industry was still the center of life in Lenore. So when I was growing up, uh, the furniture business was just booming. Almost everybody in the community worked for the furniture business. Uh, Mom, dad, aunt, uncles. So it was very much a family uh, business to a certain degree. And then as kids grew up and people went to school, they would go and work in the furniture business. Furniture in the region was like coal in Appalachia or steel in Pennsylvania. 
But by the late 1990s, that started shifting as companies outsourced more of their production. Rachel noticed it in subtle ways at first. It first started off with uh, the companies eliminating the perks. So there were no more Christmas or holiday or any sort of gatherings, uh, no more company picnics. So a lot less socializing with the company as a whole. Not long later, that's when the layoffs started. The layoffs hit in batches of hundreds of people being laid off at one time. So a lot of people, to hopefully try and avoid being laid off, would jump companies to a different furniture company that wasn't laying off at the time, or who promised that they were not going to be shipping jobs overseas. Eventually, though, almost all of the companies went overseas. So the jobs started dropping faster and faster. What did that do to the fabric of the community when it started to accelerate? People start to live in fear of how are they going to take care of themselves? How are they going to take care of their families? I remember when my parents would come home, that's what they would talk about were layoffs and worrying about when the next layoff was and if they were the next on the chopping block. The kids that I went to school with, of course, most of their families also worked in this industry. And I would hear them talk about how mom and dad just lost their jobs. Finally, the changes hit Rachel's family as well. Her mom was moved from the machine room floor, a place she loved, to customer service. And her dad had to move across state lines to find a job. My mom has told me many times that the happiest time in her working life was working on the machine room floor. It put a lot of strain on a lot of families. And this would happen all year. As the furniture industry left Lenore, the community started to change. It's a scene that has played out in small towns across the U.S. that were built around manufacturing. So what you'll see are a lot of abandoned furniture factories. We had quite a few in the heyday of the furniture industry. Uh, you'll also, in the downtown area, you'll see some some abandoned buildings. The parking lots are overrun with weeds, Um The buildings themselves, either they just stay abandoned or they eventually get torn down. It's quite a sad sight to see. It's quite different than what I used to remember. But the old buildings, cracked pavement, and sprouting weeds are not just a symbol of what was lost. They're a reminder of the city's potential. Communities like Lenore, places with industrial history, are often great sites for data centers. Data centers need a few key ingredients— Land, buildings, power and water infrastructure, and people who know how to operate that infrastructure. Lenore had them all, and Google noticed. In 2007, Google built a data center a mile outside of town. The company has invested $1.2 billion in the facility, creating over 1,000 jobs, hundreds in construction, and hundreds of jobs in operations. In the last four or five years, uh, we have grown substantially, even though maybe our buildings, we haven't necessarily added more buildings, but inside we have added more people, more jobs, and everybody here is local. Although those hundreds of jobs don't rival the size of top employers during the furniture industry's heyday, 
Google has made large investments in the city, including upgrades to Lenore's water treatment facility, free downtown Wi-Fi, a local STEM competition, and regular volunteer work with local organizations. We talk to the local people who run these different organizations on a regular basis, asking, hey, how can we help? And in the years after the Google facility was built, another shift occurred. The region started attracting more data centers from other top tech, retail, and entertainment companies. The amount of data centers that have popped up was so much and so fast. And 10 years ago, none of that was here. I'm Danny Lewis. And I'm Alex Osola. On the Wall Street Journal's Future of Everything podcast, we explore the projects reimagining the world of tomorrow. Like using sound to rejuvenate coral reefs. Moving microchips beyond silicon. Silicon is no longer energy efficient. And how animals are helping treat human diseases. The Future of Everything is happening right now. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. When Rachel first heard about the Google data center coming to Lenore, she didn't think a job was in the cards for her. She thought she would likely work in the furniture business. I think I was just getting out of college when they were first building this particular data center. And I thought, oh, I'll never get into a place like that and kind of just forgot about it. (laughs) And even though I do enjoy technology, uh, I didn't feel like I had exactly the raw passion that a lot of people do in this industry. But here I am. Rachel's been at the Google Data Center in Lenore almost since the start. As a data center technician, her job is essential. She helps swap out machines when they need to be moved, fixed, or replaced. It's critical for keeping operations going and keeping data safe. I work with our logistics team and I work with our security team to make sure that they get out all the media that has user data on it in a way that It never gets outside of the data center. And although she didn't initially see herself as someone who works inside a giant warehouse computer, she had exactly the kind of skills needed to help run one. She sounds a lot like her mom when she talks about work. Almost blue collar, just like what is in the area. I prefer to work with my hands. I don't really like to sit at my desk. The work that we do here, you could walk 10 miles in a day with the amount of walking that you have to do. That's generally what I prefer. I'm not a desk person. Wow. So you step inside a data center and you walk those miles every day. How does that make you feel? I've been going on the server floor for so long that it just feels like walking into home. It's that familiar to me to the point that I find myself when I actually do go home trying to badge into my door, like, where's the badge reader? Why can't I get into this house? They've become so ingrained with me that they're, they've, seem like the same place to me sometimes. It's not just the data center that feels like home. The people she works with feel like family. Remember the beginning when Rachel said that the data center was a place she faced her happiest and saddest moments? Well, five years into her time at Google, she needed that family in a big way when her husband died suddenly. He passed away from a a drug overdose, which I hate to say happens a lot in towns that were once booming with industry and then there was nothing to take its place. And that's not always the case, but drugs stepped in more so maybe than they would have in other ways. I remember finding him 
in the living room one Tuesday morning. And the first people I called, well, besides my parents, were the people that I worked with. That's pretty remarkable that you felt close enough to your colleagues that they were some of the first people you called. My manager at the time helped me tremendously through it all. And then I eventually started to make connections with other people that that I had been working with that I was not as close to before. Shared trauma really brings people together a lot of times. And because I was so willing to be so open about what happened to me, I learned a lot of, uh, of other people's stories, maybe not necessarily exactly the same stories, but similar stories. Sadly, this story is becoming more common. There's been a well-documented surge of addiction and so-called deaths of despair in places where manufacturing and blue-collar jobs have disappeared around America. But as Rachel healed and reflected, she moved herself beyond despair. After that, I looked at my life and looked where I was going and looked at where I came from and thought to myself, I should take the reins of my own life and do all of the things that I was always afraid to do. I should never restrict myself. Why would I ever want to restrict myself? I know how life can be sometimes and people can be taken away from for different reasons. But I want to make sure that every moment that I get with these people, I hold very close to me. Even if it's just a simple uh, thing of us walking out together at the end of the day. You've built hope from this terrible personal situation, and you've also seen a lot of ups and downs in your community. So are you also hopeful about the future of Lenore? I am very hopeful for the future. I think that everybody goes through a rough, a rough patch, including communities as a whole. Even though we don't employ nearly as many people as, of course, the furniture industry did, I'm hoping very much that people will say, hey, this seems like a great place to build another factory since we have a lot of land and a lot of abandoned buildings that are up for grabs. I would like to see it come back into the boom that it was before. I'm a hopeful person. Hope can be tricky. It can bring you up and it can let you down. But overall, I think it brings people up. Rachel Searcy is a data center technician at Google's data center in Lenore, North Carolina. If you want to learn more about building your career at a data center or Google's investments in communities like Lenore, click through the link in the show notes. Where the Internet Lives is produced by Postscript Media in collaboration with Google. You can subscribe to the show on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you access your shows. And please give us a rating if you like the series. I'm Stephanie Wong. Thank you for listening. <laughs>